Hey, everybody. So glad to have you with us at church. We got a few announcements we want to get to before we get started. First announcement, you should have the app because that's what I'm looking at to do the announcements. So download the app and then you'll have all the announcements right there so you can check them out. Busy week next week. On Wednesday, we have our Thanksgiving concert. That'll be a lot of fun and uh, that'll be at seven o'clock. It'll be an hour of great music and a chance to come and praise and worship. So really looking forward to that. And then Friday next week, uh, November 18th, we are showing the first two episodes of season three of The Chosen. Very excited to be able to host that. That is a ticketed event. Uh, and so uh, you'll need to go online and buy tickets for that. It's the only way they would let us show it. But that should be that should be a lot of fun. Okay. And uh, so really looking forward to that. Also, we have our Christmas VBS coming up. That's on December 2nd. And we're going to need some volunteers for that. That's what you can do that on the app. Please volunteer if you can. We can also start uh, registering children to lobby free. That's going to be on a Friday evening, December 2nd. And uh, really looking forward to having that time here and blessing the kids and thank you for allowing us to do those sort of cool things grief shares meeting on sunday nights uh, if you are dealing with loss you may want to come on a sunday night at six o'clock and sit with dr lily and jack and and so that's happening and i'm sure there's other things going on it's that time of year but for now we're going to end it there get ready for church here we go Woo! Hey everybody online, welcome. Glad to have you with us. We're getting ready to jump into worship uh, here at 8 o'clock. We had so much fun last night, so we're looking forward to this. Then we're continuing on in our series on the fight. We're talking about the sword of the Spirit today, which is the Word of God. So uh, speaking of the Word of God, get your Bibles, uh, get a coffee or something, get comfortable. Here we go. Woo! Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It is great to see your faces. We're looking forward to spending time with you guys in worship and in the word today. I'm just chuckling. I went to start playing and my skirt was like pulling on me and I'm just pulling a million things out of my pockets back there. I was feeling like Mary Poppins. It's like, get him out of this. I'm like, just kept coming. Yeah. But yeah, I'm empty now. I'm the empty the umbrella is backstage. Oh, okay. Order. okay. Do you have my canvas bag also? It's, it's all, yeah. <laughs> it's in a nice pile for you. Okay, sorry. I just had to get that out. I did that. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys what we'll be attempting to do. In case you didn't know, we're going to start things off with communion. Pastor Fran is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. And then Pastor Georgina will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them to Sunday school in the back. And then we'll have our time in the word with Pastor Doug today. We're in the fight part 18. And uh, we're talking about the sword of the spirit. But before we begin any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? We love your presence, Papa. And we're so thankful that you meet with us. Anytime, anywhere, God. We're so privileged to be able to gather and corporately worship you. So, Papa, help us to never take that for granted. As we continue to press into the spiritual battle that we are in, God, we ask that you help us to keep our hearts softened and our ears open. We want to be good receivers of your word today. We want your words to take root in our heart and to grow and to change us from the inside out so that we can display those family traits that we're supposed to share with you so we can change the world for you one person at a time. We say yes, Papa, and we love you. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Lord God, keep your household, the church, grounded in faith and love so that by your protection, it may be free from all adversities and may devoutly serve you in good works to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Pastor Fran. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body given for you. Take and eat it in remembrance of me. 
Same matter to the cup. It's the last night of the Passover celebration. Cups of plagues and sanctification and poured, celebrated. Jesus took the third cup, which is a cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. There with his friends that night, Jesus gave us a lasting ordinance or remembrance we call communion of Lord's Supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake in this meal, I want you to remember me. So his friends gather this morning. We too can partake in this meal, the bread and the cup, the Bible of the Lord. Remember, give thanks. Remember all Jesus has said and done and promised to do. Remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. I remember how he died and rose again. I want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back soon. So on this table are the elements of communion, the bread and the cup, the Bible of the Lord. Table's open this morning to all who believe. It says we worship and you feel led by the Spirit. Go eat, drink, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Fran. We're going to enter now into our time of worship together. And uh, I'd encourage us all to, to just participate and lift our voices as we elevate Jesus in our midst here this morning. We're going to see the words pop up on these screens, so it'll be really easy to sing along with. You're welcome to sit. Stand if you're able. This is a fun one. There's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine.
We love you, Lord, and we are so, so thankful for this time of worship in your presence. God, you're so good to us, Lord, and we love you. And Lord, as we're here in your presence, I'd ask that you be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken, that are taught, Lord, and use those words to stir up our hearts to you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those who are working with our children today. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Good morning, everyone. I don't see any little ones right now, just our teenagers. 
Okay, good. That's good. Because today's story is from the book of Nahum, and it's amazing. So God told Nahum, the prophet, to go to the city of Nineveh. Remember Nineveh from last week? Yeah, right? Because it was the capital of the Assyrian Empire, right? And he told them to give, to give him a message because um, the Assyrians were just horrible people. They were mean and evil and they were the enemies of God's people, and God was going to judge them, he told them, right? But then, but first, Nahum wanted to tell all the people what God was like, so he told them, the Lord is a jealous God. And what this means is that God doesn't want us to worship anyone but him, right? Why? Because he is the only one, right, that deserves our worship because he created all things. And in him, right, is how we find who we really are. And he tells us that if we worship created things, right, we are saying that those things are like God, but there's no one like God, right? I know. And then in Nahum chapter 1, verse 3, he tells them, The Lord is slow to anger, but is great in power, right? The Lord will never leave the guilty unpunished, right? He told them the Lord is good. In times of trouble, he is our safe place, right? I know it's so beautiful. He is our safe place. The Lord will take care of those who trust in him. But the people in Nineveh did not trust in the Lord, right? So God told his people, the Assyrians, right, are strong and they have a big army, but I will defeat them, right? He told them, you have been hurt, but you won't be hurt any longer. God's message to Nineveh was bad news for them, but it was good news for his people because his peace was coming for them. And now they could worship him and obey him freely because his enemies were no more. And Nahum's message brought comfort to God's people then, right? And reminded them that God loves them and wants to protect them from their enemies. Jesus also reminds us, right, or also has a message of comfort for us, a message of salvation for us, and a message of peace for his people, right? The enemies of God and the enemies of God's people were defeated at the cross, and God will judge finally all evil. Isn't that amazing? Such good news. I love it. Okay, cool. So could everyone help me repeat Help me do the Bible verse. That's great. Okay, repeat after me. Nahum 1.3. Nahum 1.3. So good. Good job. The Lord is slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger. But great in power. But great in power. The Lord will never leave. The Lord will never leave. The guilty unpunished. The guilty unpunished. Great job, everyone. You all get stickers. <laughs> Stars. All right, great. Let's pray for our kids, okay? All right. Father in heaven, we are so grateful to you, Lord God, for your amazing and relentless run after us, love, Father. I pray our children, Lord God, will get a taste of that great love, Lord. And that it will remind them all the time that you're there for them through the highs and through the lows, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good word, Pastor Georgina. Well, welcome. Great to see you guys again. It's felt like five minutes have been terribly long without you, so... Uh, my dad's always so gracious when he gives me an opportunity to share. So I'm, I'm definitely really looking forward uh, to this. I think we'll, uh, we're going to have a good word today. A uh, few things that we do uh, before we jump in to our message. Uh, on the screens on either side of me is the Connect card. Sorry, I just smacked my microphone there. It's, yeah, I need to work around it there, right? It's this like growth on the face. <laughs> yes, if, uh, if you've not filled this out for us yet, we just want to be in touch with you and get to know you a little better. So you can open up your phone's camera app, and uh, if it's been made in the last 
10 years, it should open up a link with that QR code, takes you to a, a very brief form, and that just helps us get in touch with you. And if it is your first time here today, we have a gift for you back at Guest Services. It's a very tall coffee mug that doesn't handle drops on concrete floor very well, so don't do that. But if you do do that, do it empty, not, you know, otherwise you got a mess, so... Uh, we also take this time in our services and we're, we're encouraging us all to be praying for our community as you go around your, your, your day-to-day walk or drive. Just pray for the people who live in the homes around yours. So, so let's do this together. Let's pray for our community. Lord, we thank you. We worship you. We love you, God. Would, Holy Spirit, would you come now and would you fill this place? We need you desperately, Lord. The Florida Keys cry out to you as their Lord and Savior. And Lord, today I lift up the, the, the people, uh, the neighbors who live around this church building. Just give them extra blessing and extra grace for, for today and, and every Sunday. And uh, Lord God, I pray for those who live in the homes around ours. We lift them up to you. Help us all to never take for granted this awesome place that we live in. It's so amazing that every day we get to see the beauty of your creation, Lord. And we love you for that. And Father, I lift up the churches who neighbor ours as well. I'd ask that you'd lift them up. Lord God, would you bless them with every resource, provision, person that they need to fulfill the missions that you've called them to. You're so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Uh, One more thing I'd I'd like to do. We celebrated Veterans Day on Friday. And if you uh, are a veteran, uh, any branch of the armed forces, would you please stand up? We just want to give you like a, a quick round of applause to say thank you. You guys are amazing. Lord, bless our veterans. Give them peace. Help them to know that you're near God. And Lord God, help us all to just be so thankful for their tremendous sacrifice and bravery. We lift them up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. So, we are continuing on now in our series called The Fight. Uh, Dare I say it's been an epic one. Uh, My dad's done a tremendous job sort of leading us through this discussion on spiritual battle. And these last few weeks, we've been on the armor of God. Last week, uh, we talked about the helmet of salvation and the importance of renewing our minds that focus on him and the softening of our hearts that allows Holy Spirit to speak to us. And that's very important for today's message, which is going to be on the sword of the spirit. But before we jump in, a few bad jokes. Believe it or not, I tried to win a sun tanning competition, but all I got was bronze. You guys are like, no, you got red, dude. No, there's no bronzing here. <laughs> red and peely. <laughs> How do you get a barber to cross the road? Just yell, comb over here. Not bad, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. No, not, not yet. Thank goodness. I've got the, the grays coming out, but no comb overs. No. It just sort of ends up everywhere. Honey, would you please... Read and pray for us. I need help. It's me again. All right, let's recenter and pray. Papa, we thank you for your constant goodness and faithfulness to us. We're amazed that you long for relationship with us, that you love speaking with us. Tune our hearts to hear your word, God, to recognize, receive, and be changed by your life-giving words. Help us hold your voice in highest honor. Thank you for sending Holy Spirit to empower us to live by your word. Amen. Would you stand with me for the reading of the word? Our text today is from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. 
Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So, uh, sword of the spirit, armor of God. Now we're in the weapon part, right? This is a, it's going to be a good one today. We're, we're still in Ephesians with this. Take the helmet of salvation, which we talked about last week, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. What does that mean? Do I get some cool flaming sword? Well, as a believer, we've been given something even better. We've been given this incredible weapon which we defend ourselves and our family, and and we actually attack the enemy. Because as a believer, we not only have the written word of God, but we also have the Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us and teaches us the truth. They work together to form this very sharp double-edged sword. they, they, They work together to do it. So that's what we're talking about, the sword of the Spirit, which is... The word of God. We have the sword of the spirit. The word of God and the spirit of God in conjunction. Uh, John talks about these two working together in his first letter, uh, chapter 2. This is from the New King James Version. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. So what he's saying is that through Holy Spirit... We can know all things, okay? It's through Holy Spirit. I don't know all things by myself. I don't know about you, but with Holy Spirit, I at least know the right way to go. That's amazing. We have the Word of God with us, and and we're talking about what that is, Word. Uh, New Testament written in Greek. Uh, We see Word several times, and, and there's two words we have for Word from the Greek. We have these two, and they're going to show up here on the screen, Logos and Rhema. And Pastor Billy, I think you talked about these at our last young adult group, right? Yeah, that's cool. Young adult group's a good group if you're young or old enough for that. It's usually at my house. We have a good time. Logos and Rhema, okay? These are the the words that we're talking about. We're going to see the Logos word here in Hebrews, and I'll, I'll talk about what those words mean, word for words. Here we go. For the word, Logos, of God is alive and active, sharper than any other sword, any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It is so powerful. It changes people's hearts. A physical sword could change it physically in, in not good ways. The sword of the spirit changes it in better ways. It goes deep. It penetrates even to that. I love that that graphic word image there. It's such a powerful thing that we have. These words, logos and rhema, they mean different things. The, the logos word is the written word of God. It is the text that we read in the Bible. You flip it open, logos, okay? These are the recorded written words of God. The rhema word is that living, active word that's being spoken directly to us. It's the instant, personal speaking of God. The written, the logos, record of his speaking. The rhema is the speaking to us. He continues to speak to us today because God's living. We have a living God. We have a speaking God who speaks to us. It's an important thing to know. That rhema word, that, that personal word that we read, will never contradict the logos word. That's important to know. People will, will take this out of context. And they almost always have their own agenda for it. They're using the sword wrong. We have to know this in context. What, what we read will never contradict what we, you know, we, we, our personal reading of it will never contradict the written word. It, it is the good, solid, holy scripture. It's so important for us because we want to hear from God, right? We, that's, that's something we'd all like is that when I read the Bible, 
I want to hear from you. We, we have to, we have to read it. We have to spend time with it. We have to hang out with it, as my, my dad so, so says. We, we have to memorize scripture. The more we do those things, the more that God can speak instant words to us. His instant words in any given situation guide us and turn us to Him when we take heed to them. Uh, it's important to, to know that. It's important to teach that. Uh, the other day, I had to go to the eye doctor, and I took my youngest son with me. We both got checkups, and we both need glasses. Um, I've had mine for a year. He's going to get his soon. But uh, the, it, when you go to the eye doctor, they, they have these drops. And I don't know about you, but I cannot do eye drops. I don't like people touching my eyes. I'll wear the glasses. Thank you. Just stay away. They're very sensitive Reed went first, and he took his like a champ. And, you know, so I'm on the chair. I'm like, oh, please. And I'm crying. And, and Reed just tells me, be brave, Dad. <laughs> be brave. Instill it. Be cor- he should have said, be courageous. That would have been a little more scriptural. But, yeah, be okay. I'm trying, son. Be brave. Read the Bible. Know your Bible. Don't be afraid to study it. It's so important to study it so our weapon is ready to defend ourselves. We see a great example of knowing the scripture in context uh, when we see Jesus take a stand against the evil one uh, during his temptation in the wilderness. And we read that in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 4. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He had to be tested. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, as we all would have been. The tempter comes to him. And said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. I don't know about you guys, but after a few hours, I get a little hangry. So imagine 40 days. Fortunately for us, our Savior knew the the, the scripture. We see him as a a young child uh, teaching scholars the Bible. He knew his Bible and he knew how out of context this one this was. The, the evil one will constantly use scripture out of context. Uh, in our lives, he tries to use it here to convince Jesus to sin because he knows, he knows the end game. He knows what Jesus is all about. It's so important to know this and to understand it and study what God's principles for living are. Jesus understands how he's supposed to live. He knows his purpose. He knows who he is. And he uses scripture in context as his response. We see this in verse 4. It's written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He's quoting Deuteronomy 8.3 there. Jesus gets tempted three times. The second temptation we read in verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And he says, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it's written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. He's literally telling him to jump. And he's misquoting Psalm 91, 11 through 12. Jesus, putting scripture back in context, it's also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Quoting Deuteronomy 6, 16 there. Evil one's going to try one more time in this passage. Verse 8 devil takes him to a very high mountain and he shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Satan's offering Jesus a shortcut. It's like, you know, that, that whole sacrifice thing you have to, you don't have to do that. Just bow down to me. It's going to be way easier for you. It's another trick of the evil one. But Jesus, knowing his scripture in context, perfectly replies, Away from me, Satan, for it's written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. We have to know these things in our hearts so they're at the ready. So that we can take our stand against the evil one. When we, when we do, we'll have just the right spiritual sword. The word of God and the spirit of God for that battle that we're in. So, so really, the main, the main theme, what we're, we're trying to get at here today, is that we have to keep our sword sharp. Yes. We have to keep our, our, our sword sharp. I always get, you know, like, I, I think of swords, I, I think of like the, the samurai guys with these, these cool curved swords, or like Aragorn with the big one, but they, they'd have to keep 
their sword sharp. The enemy wants our swords to be dull and unusable. We're, we're going to read a passage from 1 Samuel chapter 13. And just for a little context, Israelites, Philistines didn't like each other. Uh, we're going to read that the Philistines actually went to the, the Israelites and they wiped out all their blacksmiths. So they couldn't have any weapons. Took it all out at the source. That's okay. And so the Philistines had all the blacksmiths. They eliminated all the Israelite blacksmiths. It presents a problem in warfare when you have no weapons. So just that for context. First Samuel thirteen nineteen. Not a blacksmith could be found in the whole land of Israel because the Philistines had said, well, the Hebrews will make swords and spears. So all of Israel would have to go down to the Philistines to have their plow points, mattocks, axes, and sickles sharpened, all the, the, the weapons that they had. The price was two-thirds of a shekel for sharpening plow points and mattocks, and a third of a shekel for sharpening forks and axes for repointing goads. So on the day of the battle, not a soldier with Saul and Jonathan had a sword or spear in his hand. Only Saul and his son Jonathan had them. All their blacksmiths got wiped out, so the Israelites had a supply chain and an inflation problem worse than ours. <laughs> they were going into battle with, you know, sticks. It'd be like, you know, trying to go in with a paper towel tube thing, like, like you know, completely unprepared because their, their blacksmiths had got wiped out. We can't let our blacksmiths get wiped out. Fortunately for us, much harder to do that. We have several tools that allow us to keep our swords sharp. First one of that, you should know this by now. We have to read, read this Bible. We have to read the Bible. Do your best to spend a little time with it every day. Uh, I love how my dad encourages us. Guys, if you only have five minutes, that's all you can do, do that. We've all got that. Maybe you're like me and it's really hard to just find a quiet spot. You know, I get inundated with questions quite often, just from, from children, and you know, it's, it's, I love, very thankful for that, but peace and quiet's hard to find sometimes. So sometimes for me, I have to go on a run, it's more like a walk, crawl sort of deal, but I'll have to go put headphones on and just listen to the Bible, and that's okay. That just get the scripture in you, get it into your heart, spend time with it, hang out with it. It's so important. My wife read this for us earlier, Colossians 3.16, let the message of Christ, let the gospel message dwell among you richly. Let the gospel live in you as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, songs from the spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. Sometimes it helps to sing the scripture. People have written so many great songs just just right from this. It's like a direct, and God never asks for a royalty check. It's so good. Sing. Spend time with him. We have to read the Bible for ourselves. It's the only way that we can learn how to sharpen our sword effectively. It's it's there. We We can hear from God. And as we read it, we have to know this. We, we, we have to ask for understanding. I'd encourage you that before you jump in and you do the whole uh, point and click and you end up in like Obadiah and have no idea what to do with that, I'd, I'd encourage you to do this. Pray. Obadiah is a great letter, but it's small. Pray to Holy Spirit. Ask him for understanding. Ask for that rhema word to come from his logos word. It's like, Lord God, I want to hear from you. So would you lead me? Would you guide me now in this time to hear from you? I want to be closer to you, God. I want to know that you're near, and I want to understand your word better. So would you help me to do so? We see this in the Gospel of John, the Advocate, our Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, this is Jesus talking, will teach you all things, So there's that all things again that we saw earlier on in the message. Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Every time you pick up the Bible, every time you listen to the Bible, 
Every time you do your devotional plan, every time you spend time with him, ask Holy Spirit, get in that habit of asking Holy Spirit to give you that understanding of him more and more and more because Holy Spirit's faithful. You know, I've said it when I'm up here. Cool thing about Holy Spirit is when you ask him to show up, he shows up. Ask him to show up and lead you and he does. It's amazing. Another thing to do to keep our sword sharp, and this is, this is another big one we encourage us here, is memorize some of your favorite passages. And, you know, maybe, maybe you're like me, and memory is, is tricky, um, <laughs> memory skills. Has anybody else walked into a room and forgot why you went in there in the first place? Then you have to go back to the room you were in to try to get some sort of like trigger. It's like, okay, I need to figure out what I need. Oh, of course, it's on the other side of the church. I got to go back. And then you'd say, <laughs> how do you memorize something? You say it to yourself over and over and over and over again. And you try. I know it's hard. It's something I have to work on all the time. We read in James, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. When you study the scripture, when you memorize it, it blesses you. It blesses you. It gives you, it gives you strength. Some of my go-to memory verses, we should all have John 3.16, right? That's, that's Jesus' summarization uh, the gospel and what it means. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We believe in him. We follow the scripture. We follow Holy Spirit for eternal life. Another one I've had to hold on to, 1 Timothy 4, 12. Don't, look, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example in faith, in purity, in love, in speech, in conduct, the Doug paraphrase at the end, but you get the, you get the idea. One of my dads always preached to me my entire life, preaches it to you guys too. Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and petition, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He's so faithful. Scripture helps us just be ready with the gospel. First John 1 John 1.9. If, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. Because he's faithful. There's some easy ones. First John 4.8. God is love. It's one we, we, we teach the kids. If you want to know the shortest scripture, the shortest one I found, John 11.35, Jesus wept. If you just want to get a few under your belt. <laughs> Powerful message. Still. That Jesus, our Lord and Savior, wept. He had sympathy. There, there's some meat to that. First Thessalonians 4.17, pray continually. Do that. Be strong in the Lord. Put on the armor of God so that when the day of evil approaches, you may be ready. For our struggles, not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the powers, and the evil authorities of the spiritual realms. Put on the belt of truth, the chest plate of righteousness. Have your feet fitted with the peace that the gospel brings. Helmet of salvation, sword of spirit, shield of faith that can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Have some scripture in your heart and know it. And I didn't verbatim the armor of God. That was a very Doug paraphrase, but you get the idea. The parts are there. Equip yourselves with the armor of God. Spend some time with the Bible this week. If you only have five minutes, do it. It's a great change. I, I'm preaching to myself right now, right? It, it, it's, you know, the, I don't know if anybody else has iPhones, but it gives you the screen time report. And I feel like my numbers may be skewed because I do use it at work and it's just like on, but I don't like that number. I was like, don't tell me that. <laughs> we all have the time. It's, it's, it's a discipline. We sang earlier, I don't want to present an offering that doesn't cost me anything. I get that it's a sacrifice. Devotion is sacrificial. But God's so faithful to give. He restores your time. He'll, he'll double it. He'll just make your day seem easier when you spend time with him because we're not as frustrated. It's amazing how God just magnifies what we sacrifice. He, he, just, he just multiplies it. Same thing is true with your time. 
you will have more time in your life to do the things that you need to do the more time you spend with him. We have to know the scripture. Then this, this great impact, the greatest impact that we have on the kingdom of darkness, on those, those evil spiritual forces, is rescuing people from that darkness by sharing the gospel message, knowing that. Memorize John 3.16. I hope you do. If you haven't, do it. Sharing that gospel message and exposing the fruitless deeds of darkness and bringing people into the marvelous light of Christ in the kingdom of God. We all need to know the scripture. We've got to spend time with our Bible. Do the best that you can. Listen to it. Read it. Um, if, if you need to find a great devotional plan, there's so many great apps. I, I think, does the church app have devotions? got a Bible in it. You can read your Bible right on the church app. Okay, so do that. Uh, find a good devotional plan. If you're one of the people who's really good at a yearly plan, you guys are amazing. I applaud you. Keep doing that. Our church has a tremendous Bible institute. It's, it's all free. Do that if you want to dive deeper into the scripture. But just, just dive. Don't be afraid to jump in. Be brave. Never be afraid of the gospel. It will always be there, no matter what is said against it, no matter what's said against the church, that gospel message is always true. And we know that Jesus always wins. So put on your armor of God. And make sure your swords are ready. So Lord, we thank you for your word. <laughs> we, we're, we're so thankful, God, that, that you are speaking to us today, Lord. We're thankful for the words that you've had for us, the words that you have, and the words that you will have for us, God. Lord God, I'd ask for more words to be from from you, spoken in our church, God. We want to hear from you. We want to know you more closely. Lord God, stir up a, a love of the Bible in our church that all of us would just be trying to outread each other. So we want to draw closer to you, God. Stir up that love for you. Help us, God, to sharpen our sword so that, that we're ready. When, when, when this time of, of battle is upon us, Lord, that we're just, we're ready and we, we have this sword that's sharp that, like I said earlier, just divides the, the, the soul that changes lives. Help us, Lord, to use our swords to change lives and bring people back to you. We want to see one more back to you, God. So use our church for your mission of one more. Our ministry team's going to be heading over to the wall. I'd encourage you guys, if there's anything at all in your lives that you need prayer for, get prayer. It makes a difference. If you need prayer for healing, you need intercession, you need prayer for breakthrough, they're there to pray for you. Folks, if you've never, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it is the absolute best decision that you'll ever make. You get a really cool sword as part of the package deal. If you've never done that, our ministry team would be happy to lead you through that prayer. And church, I uh, want to say this. Thank you so much for partnering with us. Your amazing generosity enables us to do lots of really cool outreaches and keep the day-to-day -day functions of this church going, allows us to do this. So we thank you. If you're interested in partnering, info is on the screen. You guys are awesome. Let's sing the doxology together. We'll get it popping up on the screen. Here we go. Praise God. harmonies. And may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you, and may he be gracious to you and give you peace. And go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you so much for being here.
We'll see you soon. Remember, be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we get one lost child back to dad. Drive safely in the parking lot. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. Go Dolphins. See you later. Go Packers. Are they, are they on a bike? Yeah, they, they need help. Lord, help the Packers. Uh, yes, Operation Christmas Child boxes are due next week. Okay, if you, don't, if you bring them after next weekend, they stay here for a year. So have them ready to go. See you later. Goodbye. And online, thank you so much for joining us. We, we love you so, so much. Uh, my dad will be wrapping up our series on the fight next week. And then two weeks, it's, believe it or not, Advent. That's our uh, expectation of Jesus' birth and Christmas. See you, Bill. So join us these next few weeks. See ya. Thanks, Harry. <laughs>